Okay, so we're talking about exploration, and this brings me to another question. Mm-hmm. I think this is a common question that people make. Do I need to label my identity? So, you know, I was when I read this question mm-hmm. and I was learning or not learning, but really trying to figure out what route I wanted to take as far as answering this question, because it's so good. Do I need to label myself? And my answer is a flat no. It, it was a no then when I was writing it and it's a no now. Mm-hmm. You do not have to do this. And it's just, I just don't know where this language begins and ends for feeling like we do need to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, where we do feel like we need to put ourselves in any type of box. But, you know, I fell, I fell victim to it as well. Like, I think I'm bisexual. I think I'm this. When we're mm-hmm. all evolving people every day, you know, no day is the same as yesterday. So you're you're forever that title is forever gonna be changing. Even if if I say that I'm a lesbian and someone else says they're a lesbian, mm-hmm. they it means two different things. Um yes. you know, they could be they could be like a little far farther along on the spectrum than I am, but I'm still I'm still I still identify that way. So I don't think that labels are necessary um mm-hmm. to still live a fruitful life. I really don't. Yeah. It makes me think sometimes how we relate a degree of responsibility to certain labels. Like, Mm -hmm. I cannot do this or I cannot act like this because I am this person. And Mm -hmm. I sort of remember a while ago, like, after coming out and joining the community, I saw a lot of people that came out as either gay or lesbians so they went through the whole struggle that it was to Mm -hmm. come out to their families and close friends and then questioning whether or not they were maybe bisexual or pan or something else another layer because it was Mm -hmm. like i want to come out again Mm -hmm. this community now now i'm accepted on the community under this label and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be rejected again. So it was like coming out from one closet to get into another closet. And it was just adding these things. And it's because there's links to these responsibilities that somehow became linked to the label that you take. And I feel sometimes it develops a lot of pressure in people. Yeah, I agree with it. There is a pressure there to stay in that box that you you know like if you identify this way today or tomorrow there mm-hmm. is pressure to stay there and to and, it, and you kind of feel like you need to always inform people of the changes so yeah absolutely it makes sense but that's what I was questioning I'm like I don't know where that comes from where that need to like where does it end where does it begin and and why do we always feel a need you know what I mean and this kind of goes back to like the coming out story like why do we feel the need to come out exactly I think it it can be very freeing to just reach that point when where we can just be be mm-hmm. who we are and that's the end of it without having to give these lengthy explanations about our identity and why we're this and that so just right, right. be ourselves So um, 
I have another question. Let's say yeah. I identify as gay, but I'm questioning if I'm something else, as we mm -hmm. just discussed. So in this case, maybe I'm on that path where I'm wondering if I'm bisexual and trans or maybe just trans. But the point here is I'm in a relationship where I already am in this relationship with my quote unquote in my original label, right? Mm -hmm. How do I go about coming out to my partner? And do I need to come out to my partner or is it just something that is mine? Yeah. So this is a good question. Um, and I like it because my wife and I have had these conversations before. Mm -hmm. When we were first dating, I don't know what her label was, actually, or if she had one. You know, she told me that she was always interested in women. And that's really just what I took it as. So I didn't take it as, you know, les lesbian, bisexual. I took it as interested in women. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so eventually, you know, you know, after years of dating, she tells me, you know, that she identifies as lesbian then later. She says mm -hmm. that she's she identifies as pansexual. And now I can see how for some partners that may be a difficult conversation um, because there's so much stigma around pansexuality. There's so much stigma around feeling like you can't grow sometimes in relationship or change in relationship. But I was, I mean, I was, you know, interested in the conversation. I just wanted to know like what it meant for her. Mm -hmm. And then likewise, as my, you know, pronouns changed or as, uh, you know, I continued to explore who I was or not uh, just really finding out who I was. I also brought it to my partner just to really, you know, get her point of view on things and to really just like have that open dialogue. We have a, we have a relationship where we communicate these things despite, you know, it, it wasn't a difficult conversation. It was very easy, yeah. but um, it was. I mean, just no matter what's going on, we have a have a that open communication. And I think it's important to like say things to your partner if it, especially if it impacts the nature of your relationship. For instance, if I find out that I'm polyamorous but we're in a monogamous relationship, mm -hmm. that impacts my partner. So yes. I will go about that differently than I would. Well, I mean, it, it should be the same. But my partner and I, we're monogamous, so. Mm -hmm. You know, I would, there would be some pressure there if I told her that I'm polyamorous and that I want to, uh, you know, date other people. It would, that would be a more difficult conversation um, for us. But I, I think it is important to have a conversation with, you, with your partner if it impacts the nature of your relationship, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's certain things that go with the relationship dynamic that are mm -hmm. needed, like being poly versus monogamous or maybe being asexual and then if your partner isn't it's like where do we find each other in between and and make sure that the boundaries are clear and that we both parties can actually connect or decide if it's something that might be a deal breaker as right. soon as possible right be, before right. you invested a lot emotionally the other thing is like if let's say me and my partner identify as lesbians, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point, my partner is questioning whether it's bi or pan. And I start to really freaked out about it. Maybe look into the why am I feeling like this? Because probably it's my own insecurities. 
the stereotypical beliefs, perhaps like, oh, you're going to cheat, you're going to find someone like this mm -hmm. and things like that that are not related. If my partner comes out to me, for one, it's like having this communication, this understanding, this compassion. Mm -hmm. And if I feel weird, question first, what kind of insecurity I might be tapping in? Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. And it, it can be from an insecurity why you may feel some type of way. That's why I, I definitely want to speak from a healthy point of view where it was no issue with my partner and I, you know, really having those conversations about um, anything changing, you know, mm -hmm. because we, we don't have those insecurities. We've worked through all of those things. And so I like that you touched on it because not everybody is where I am. And mm -hmm. some people want to be where I am. And that is important because if you do have an issue with your partner, you know, their sexuality changing or their status changing or anything like that, it could be from an insecurity that you have feeling like people may cheat on you or, or that your partner is going to do something that you don't like. I agree. Talking about that, talking about relationships and how people aspire to be in a level of a relationship and might not be there yet. Uh, but mm -hmm. I always think it's great to want it to work on a relationship. I was wondering if you can share some advice um, on how can I foster good communication with my partner or do things like discussing needs and wants, reaching agreements and establishing boundaries, things like that that might be useful. Yeah. So there needs to be a safe space. And that safe space can be verbally. There can be, and by verbally, I mean, maybe you and your partner can sit down and have a conversation and say, look, when I say tennis ball, that's when I need time for us to really just speak because things have gotten a little, you know, too far for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how you create a safe space verbally. Now, physically, you can also create a safe space and say, like, this room, anytime I go into this room or this area, this is where, you know, I need to be to create a safe space for myself. We need to talk as a couple. We need to come together and work things out. That's one way to improve communication with your partner and that's something that we do in our relationship like I'll, I'll talk about it on on Instagram like you know when we need a little more attention from the other person we'll say that our quote-unquote love tank is low mm -hmm. and so for us that is just code for like all right what do you need like <laughs> I, mm -hmm. let's get it done let's let's go to the coffee house let's you know let's uh make a fort you know, and watching TV and under the fort or something just cute <laughs> nice. and, you know, just really um, creating that safe space for your partner. So yeah, that's something that we do. And also like recognize if you have a partner who's willing to do that, because if you don't, then it's not possible to foster this type of communication. Yeah. Like that's something that we have to, that, that, that happen in our community uh, where we kind of hold on to things that aren't, that aren't healthy, that aren't good for us. Well, we've got to break that cycle as well. Yeah, I think it's very important. At the end of the day, you want to create this safe space for your partner, but they need to want mm -hmm. at the same time. Intent is important in, in both parts. So if someone is like walls up and I don't care about communicating with anyone, it's going to be very difficult to reach this level, right? Right, right. Um, this reminds me, I was looking at your Instagram and in one of your posts, you mentioned when you're where you belong, your mind and body will know, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And and I thought yeah. it was really, really cool, really impactful. 
And I was wondering if you have suggestions on how to be more in tune with our bodies and, and, and know that despite when our body tell us this is very healthy, this is good for you, this is the right space. And when it's like, mm -mm, maybe maybe you should try something else. This is not the, the, the right place, the right person or anything like that. Yeah. How I know is relationships go through stages. Um, mm -hmm. And the first one we go through, what we call is U-Haul. Are you familiar with U-Haul? Isn't that okay. the whole idea that lesbians move together in the third date type of thing? Yes. U-Haul thing. Yes. <laughs> right. We fall in love super fast. But IE is the infatuation phase mm -hmm. where you just absolutely love everything about your partner. Like everything is fantastic. Yeah. So how, you, how I know that I'm in the right place and that I'm safe and that I'm home is that I'm not saying every day feels like the infatuation phase. I feel that those butterflies, I feel that happiness that I felt in the beginning of my relationship still. That is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that is definitely a good way to, to know, right? Like you're really feeling that bubbly feeling mm -hmm. that you're supposed to feel. That's amazing. Yes. Okay. Anything else that you want to share? Um, let's see. I just, really want us to make sure that we're creating a safe space for our partners and mm -hmm. for ourselves listening to ourselves first you know that's that's very important because that's means you're in tune with how you're feeling and what your needs and wants are and mm -hmm. to be able to communicate that to someone else and then to also have a partner who's willing to do the same for you and so that's really what I want to get across it's the most important thing to have relationships, have lasting relationships. Yeah, thank you so much. No, thank you. I love this time with you and I really, really appreciate you uh, for, for being here with me. Absolutely. In case someone missed it or anything, where can people find you on Instagram? Yes, absolutely. So my wife and I run an Instagram and blog It's at the word queer and spelled out. It's T-H-E-W-O-R-D-Q-U-E-E-R. -E -E and that's at the word queer and also the word queer.com. Nice. And that's where my wife and I are. Um, and you can find me personally and I can answer any more questions. I have no issues with that at the Ariel Wilson. And it's at E-E-A-R-I-E-L-W-I-L-S-O-N. Awesome. Great. And if anyone there is in the North Carolina area would like to book a session with you or anything? Yes, I I encourage you to find me on Instagram first and we can talk. I will be starting okay. relationship counseling very, very soon. So people okay. can go to the Instagram, connect with you. And if they want a session, uh, they can discuss it there. Mm -hmm.